Part of the reason I have my slide rule out yeah. is so that I could do some quick calculations. Some quick calculations. Some quick calculations. Okay, you give me the numbers right, and you right. take your numbers. Right. We'll see who well, gets it first. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. I'm Tony Dixon, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvance. Hello, Pastor Rich. Hi there. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm in, a, I'm in a very good mood today. Are I, you? I don't know what has changed. Well, that should make our time together interesting. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Although I always enjoy being here, um, yeah. regardless of what happens during the 19 and a half minutes that follow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No guarantees on that, right? <laughs> That's right. Wow. Well, Rich. Yes. There's a lot going on in our world, but uh, something came across my radar the other day. It has been 15 years since something big in the technological world has happened. 15 years. Any guess as to what was going on 15 Let's years see. ago? That would be 2005. Yeah, that's um, right. Hmm. Well, that was well. That's not a technology thing. Two thousand five was Hurricane Katrina, but that has nothing oh, yeah. to do with technology. Um, I, I guess you're going to have to tell me, Rich. That was the very first YouTube upload. The first video that was ever uploaded to YouTube was in April of two thousand and five. Wow! How did the anniversary get past me? How did how did I not know this? <laughs> yeah, you live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may not seem like that big of a deal now, but when you think about all of the ways that streaming media and content has really become a part of our culture, it's hard to imagine a world without it. Well, you know, you're right now that I think about it because we don't have cable at home anymore. And we had Dish TV for many years after we gave up cable and we gave that up recently. And now we have YouTube TV. Ah, oh, so you're a shareholder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a donor. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, A donor exactly. to YouTube. Well, that's, you know, that is interesting though, because like here at King of Kings, you know, right now we're dependent on that technology for our sharing our worship and everything, you know. That's right. Everything here right now, especially since we can't meet in person, would look a whole lot different if this YouTube thing had never caught on and had never really developed into what it has today. Yeah, I probably wasn't familiar with it at the very beginning because 15 years ago, 2005, I probably had a really slow computer <laughs> I was working from home. Let's see. That would have been Windows XP. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Windows, uh, I don't know what that would have been, 2005. Vista? Yeah, it might have been. It was an, I don't know. Either way. It, it, was it a, doesn't really matter when you only have dial-up internet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it takes something a little more than that for YouTube That's to be right. oh. efficient. Do you remember that when you would, if you ever wanted to like listen to anything or watch anything on the computer, you'd just start it loading and then go make yourself lunch or something? Yeah. And then <laughs> come back. Come back. Come and back and later and still watch the bar move That's right. creepingly slow. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. It's up to 55%. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
were you a watcher or what was YouTube for to begin with? Well, so when this all started, I was in college. And yeah. so the, the one of the big, I guess, benefits of being in college during all of these things, these technological advances, was the fact that we had pretty fast internet. And so uh, we had a T1 connection line, which was a big deal. And so there were opportunities for this stuff, uh, YouTube and other sites at the time. And, you know, the file sharing stuff was mm-hmm. getting really big around that time, too. Oh, yeah. And so all of those things were things on college campuses that just took off. In fact, that's probably a part of why it, it took off like it did. I don't remember what the first thing on YouTube was that I saw. But I was in college, which would have mm-hmm. been before 2007. So I was watching things on YouTube within the first year or two of its existence, for sure. I assume it took off really fast. But, yeah. Well, th- that's the amazing thing is, uh, you know, I was reading about this. And within the first year, it, it had taken off so quickly that the guy who started it, he had an offer from Google within that first year for like $1.6 million dollars. Or billion, sorry. Million doesn't oh, sound like yeah. that much. It was billion. One point wow. six five billion dollars within the first year. That's and, quick turnaround on your capital, isn't it? Man, oh man. I know it. After I read this article, I went and watched the video and the first video ever posted, I don't know, I'm assuming you haven't seen no, it. No, I, I have not. There's so much creative content out there on YouTube now. And the first video is about seventeen seconds long. And it's the uh, the founder of YouTube at the mm-hmm. time, or co-founder, and he's at the zoo, standing in front of the elephants, just kind of hanging out. And he says, here we are, in front of the elephants. Uh, they have a really long trunks, and, you know, and that was it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so YouTube is all about the painfully obvious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they had an opportunity to share anything they could with the entire world, and yeah. they wanted to share elephants. Elephants which, at the zoo. Hey. Well, you know, I probably, when you get down to it, that's one of the least obnoxious things that you could develop for sharing. That's true. Because <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a lot of that less than uh, uh, wholesome stuff that shows up on yeah. on streaming as well. Yeah. But Yeah, very true. Yeah. So, it's you know, that's interesting, though, that we've come so far in terms of technology. You know, <laughs> that reminds me. I was cleaning out my basement this week. Oh, man. You and I, a long time ago, I mean, in terms of weeks— I think it was at lunch one time I brought up the subject of calculators and we were, I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> but anyway, I, I brought along with me today my first calculator, oh. which is actually... Where are the buttons? Where are the buttons? Yeah. Where's the it's, LED It doesn't readout? look like it has a touch screen. No, is this that? is a slide rule. And oh, wow. I, I would like for you to actually touch one <laughs> and experience what it's like to hold one in your hands. Well, I can hold it. I don't know what to but, do with it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that takes some training to learn how to use a slide rule I leave uh, this correctly. kind of stuff up to Megan usually yeah, well, to it's, figure this out. The easiest thing is multiplying. Okay. From there on, it gets more difficult. So, Rich, what year was it that you probably last used this, like actually I, utilized <laughs> it? Probably think? about... Uh, 1970, I suppose. Okay. Might have even been the year before. No, probably 69 or 70 because we used it routinely in both chemistry and in physics more so than in my math classes. But wow. Calculators have changed a lot yeah, in the past they have, 50 years. That's the, I, since I <laughs> ran across that, I wanted you to to see what it's like to actually yeah. experience that level of technology. Well, it is pretty amazing to think about how quickly things have changed. In fact, I'm glad you brought that because... 
Technology changed quite a bit from the 70s on, obviously, mm -hmm. but really within the past 10 to 15 years, when you think about the advancements in technology in terms of our connectedness and in terms of access to information and to various things, it seems like that has just ramped up quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah. And things are just happening by the day and by the week, and it's crazy to it think is. about. Um, and we, you know, we've become reliant Hmm. on it. Uh, we rely on this technology to help us. And then from reliance, you move to dependence. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's an easy journey yeah, from one to is. the other, isn't and it? And since we're talking about YouTube, I noticed in the article that you're referring to here that YouTube now is watched a total of one billion hours every day by people. Wow. A billion hours. I'm not doing my part on that Every one. <laughs> day. That's, well, you know, part of the reason I have my slide rule out yeah. is so that I could do some quick calculations. Some quick calculations. Some quick calculations. Okay, you give me the numbers right, and you right. take your numbers. All right. We'll see who well, gets it first. Uh, one billion hours figures out to 41 and two-thirds million days. So there's 41.67 human days million human days, 41.67 million human days consumed of YouTube each day, <laughs> okay. which if I figure that out to years here quickly, and this is, uh, the slide rule is warming up. It's okay. I'll it's just warming. edit this there whole thing go. out. No, that's okay. That <laughs> comes to 1,585 human lifetimes. Wow. Every day, figuring about 70, average 70 year average lifespan. So you think of that. What uh, was that number? 1,585 wow. human lifetimes are given to viewing YouTube every day. <laughs> wow. And that gives us pause, certainly, yeah. to consider. You know, how are we using <laughs> that technology? With something like that, where there is so much content being consumed worldwide, it's also worth mentioning that in addition to the really good uses of YouTube, you know, we mentioned our use of that for worship, especially right now, mm -hmm. and of sharing and of proclaiming the gospel and being able to connect with people in that way. Of course, there are also those opportunities that people take, unfortunately, to use it in ways that are not so good. And with that much content being consumed and for that much content being put out there on YouTube, that's what uh, issues that YouTube really started to kind of run into with mm -hmm. the growth of this so quickly is the fact that there was a platform that they had and people could use it to say and to express themselves however they wanted. And in some cases, that became very offensive to people, as you might <laughs> as oh, you might yeah. imagine. You know, that became an opportunity for people who wanted to use it for hurtful things, mm -hmm. to say things that I guess they felt <laughs> were important, but unfortunately were things that completely disregarded the well-being and, the, you know, the thoughts and, and uh, opinions of others. Yeah. These types of media don't differentiate between one's ability to uh, actually respond from a level of experience or expertise or even in a non-emotional type of way. So much of what you see is aimed at exhibiting one's emotions about something. And this is not a bad thing because I was thinking back just a few years ago 
how people were at the same time brought together over something. And I don't remember what the reason for this was, but do you, you, you recall that ice bucket challenge? Yeah. They would challenge other they, people yeah. to do it. Yeah. And it what was, was for, the purpose behind it? Was it was for ALS. It was to ra- raise awareness That's and to right. raise funds. You know, the idea behind the ice bucket challenge was, and I don't even know what the origin of it was, to be honest with you, but it sure caught on quickly. Mm-hmm. And you, you record a video of yourself or someone, kids or spouse or whatever, dumping a bucket of ice water on you. And then you say, okay, I'm going to donate this amount of money to ALS research. And I challenge you, Rich Ballvance, to do the same. <laughs> and so, of course, then you would return in kind. You would you would make your video and, mm-hmm. you know, and re- respond and challenge other people to do it as well. And that spread very quickly. Yeah, that was one of those things where people found some sort of an opportunity to build a community, so yeah. to speak, around Absolutely. that and share an experience and at least feel like we're doing something positive for the community around them. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of good examples of those uses that have been positive in terms of those video platforms and yeah. bringing people together. Yeah, and once again, I think about it, it, I think it's hard for me not to think about it in terms of ministry, you know, because yeah. that's what we do here. But just thinking about all of the ways that we can use that as a tool and as a creative outlet for well, us as well. Well, I think it would be interesting, and I don't want to start patting ourselves on the back, but like from a youth ministry standpoint, that's really all you have available to you at this time is whether it's YouTube or, or something similar. I think it'd be interesting for people to know how you're using those technologies. Yeah. Or I might correct you. It's the only way that we really can address the group, the more group, or less. Yeah. Because uh, there are still a lot of interactions going on, kind of one-on-one and conversations, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very important part of ministry as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so even just sending out quick little devotional thoughts and things like that's what we've been doing. You know, you've mm-hmm. been doing that um, from the pastoral office. I've been doing that as the person who uh, a lot of high schoolers kind of look to for guidance in that way as well. And just a way for us to continue looking at, reading God's Word, reminding each other of God's promises, and speaking hope into people's lives, not from our own words, but from His Word. Mm -hmm. How about the youth and their own interactions with one another during this time? Are they able to stay connected without Tony Dixon? Uh, I certainly hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's taken some time, I think, to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But you're starting to see more of that connectedness in different ways. That mobile device aspect of it is something that's not foreign to them. But that being the only way to communicate with people or that being the way that they're not just being a consumer of of Mm -hmm. things, watching YouTube videos, but now if I want to connect with other people, I have to actually put in an effort to send something out to them or to create something or whatever, even if it's just creating a text message to send to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so that's something that I think has been a little bit of a change maybe for all of us, but especially our younger people. But going back to our topic today, it just shows that we as people adapt to these situations and that's with changing technology. Yeah. You know, that's a good example of that. What has this been, six weeks or something like that? that we've kind of had to figure out what life looks like and what ministry looks like and how relationships look between people. And for the most part, I think we've seen a lot of cool stuff come out of that. I had my first opportunity to participate in YouTube worship this past (laughs) Sunday. 
I did not personally participate in the worship service. <laughs> Pastor Halverson was there right. uh, by himself, and I was at home. My wife and I worshiped in that way. And I have to admit, it was strange, but (laughs) oddly enjoyable, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and so I can see how people, once uh, they are used to the idea, can become more accepting and maybe even more anxious Mm -hmm. to use these technologies to participate in worship at times when they normally would not be able to. Yeah. The one thing that I have not heard anybody say, though, is that what is happening now could possibly take the place of just being with people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so we might be getting used to or getting into the rhythm of doing these things. There is just that craving for us in the way I believe we were created, that God created us to be together in relationship with one another. and. Oh, I I agree. And so that component of it is still going to be missing regardless of how well anybody does online worship. But it was good good to see you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I got a text from you right in the middle of the service, (laughs) right after the children's message. And and, uh, you answered the question that we asked with Jesus. Jesus was the answer. Jesus was the answer. He is the answer. Boy, that uh, put a big smile on my face. I got a kick out of that. Well, it's just interesting to see. I think as Lutherans, we have a history of liturgical worship that most of us really love and desire to participate in. But it once again reminds us that in different circumstances, in different cultures, in different parts of the world, things are different. And this is a confirmation for us that not everything goes exactly the way uh, we would prefer it to be all the time. But it still is a uh, useful and proper and a godly worship that we take part in. And uh, whether it's depending for a time on technology or if we have the opportunity to gather together and hear one another's voices, both are great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and although technology has changed so much... Even within the past 10 or 15 years, the great thing about what we're talking about with worship and with the Word of God, whether that be in devotional videos or whatever else, is it doesn't change. The message of Jesus Christ does not change. You know, it reminds me of that verse in Hebrews chapter 13. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so although YouTube changes and sooner or later it might be called something different or look different, or we'll have different ways of doing ministry and sharing the gospel here at King of Kings, that message of Jesus Christ does not change. It doesn't. And the thing that I go back to in terms of these ideas of technology and spreading the gospel, it just, uh, you know, there is an efficiency aspect to our work. And as numbers of Christians in this world, or at least in this country, diminish as we become a smaller percentage of the population— we reach people where they are, yeah, and we do the things needed to bring God's Word to all of those people. And so the message of Jesus Christ, crucified, risen for the forgiveness of our sins, is able to be broadcast, able to be expounded in one way or the other, whether it's in person or on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. And instantaneously. Yeah. That's the part that is just so amazing about that. It is. How quickly we can share the gospel with someone on the other side of the world within a few minutes. That's right. Amazing. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, had the first radio 
uh-huh. broadcast of any denomination in this country uh, back in 1922, I believe it was. Wow. I didn't so, realize it had been going that yeah, long. Yeah, and it's still going, still going on. Yeah. And so we haven't been in the back seat when it comes <laughs> right. to the use of technology in our congregations, and I hope that we won't fall to that position yeah. in, in the future. Yeah. Well, Rich, I think we've talked enough about YouTube and about everything that's changed, yeah. so why don't we close our time with prayer, if you wouldn't mind? I will. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you constantly are at work, and you use the things, the gifts that uh, you provide to us for us to use them wisely. And, and in the case, whether it's a radio broadcast or television, or now the internet and YouTube and Facebook Live and all the things that we're using now to communicate the gospel to the world. We thank you for those blessings, and we pray that they would continue to be uh, blessings to us, but at the same time not become too reliant on them, too dependent on them, so that we do not rely on that alone, because we know it's your Holy Spirit that works. It's the Spirit that works through the Word. It's the Spirit that brings people to faith in your Son, Jesus, and it's the Spirit that sustains us in this life. And the fellowship that comes to us through your Holy Spirit with one another we desire, we seek, and we value, and we thank you for that. And we simply look forward to the day that we once again, all of us who desire to do so, may worship you together in one place, sing praises to you, pray together, confess our sins, and hear those wonderful words of forgiveness. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Rich. Well, let's go figure out that slide rule because I have no idea what we do with that. <laughs> I can multiply, but that's about it. I've right. forgotten everything well, we'll, else. We'll learn together. Uh, yes. Trigonometric functions. They're here somewhere. What? You lost me.